0: This is Retirement Talk, I'm Del Lowry. In the spring of 1961, a friend and I drove west from Iowa to Colorado Springs. I visited my first coffee shop that summer. The Black Cat was a folk singing coffee shop in the downtown. The Chad Mitchell Trio singers even sang there one night. Chad wasn't with him, but I loved the banjo player and I loved the atmosphere dark, friendly, and quiet. I had never been a coffee drinker, but it was there that the habit started to develop. I had never been inside a coffee shop. I had only heard of coffee shops in Greenwich Village or Berkeley. Things have changed. Since retiring, now over 30 years, it has been a rare day that we haven't visited a coffee shop. We are part of of what's called the coffee culture. Every day we sit in a shop somewhere and enjoy the ambience as well as the caffeine. I suppose some days have passed when we were sick or something, but if it is all possible we make time for coffee. I like to think of it as part of my civic duty. Several years ago I kept track of little insignificant things that we do in our daily lives. One of the items I decided to follow was our coffee expense for one year. It came to $3,500. I'm sure it's more today. The price of coffee's gone up. The number seems outrageous. But when I think of how much joy these visits bring to our life, it seems like a most reasonable expense. Just recently... Our espresso machine broke at home while our son was visiting. He found us a new one on the web that I thought seemed rather expensive. Then he asked, How much do you enjoy a good cup of coffee? Do you enjoy it every day? Don't you think you should put your money where you'll get the most enjoyment? We ordered the machine. And what do we get from our daily coffee shop habits? We get an hour each day in the late afternoon in which to sit down and read the paper, do the crossword puzzle, have conversations with friends, or meet new people with whom we might strike up a conversation. We also enjoy the different styles and tastes in music and art that are displayed by various coffee shop owners. These places tend to be where young people gather. And it's good for us older, retired people to remain in contact. On our recent road trip across America, we tried to discover the local interpretation of what a coffee shop should be. We avoided change. We always sought out a locally owned establishment. We found some real beauties. City Lights, just a few blocks south of the Capitol building in Austin, was a great find. The floor was concrete, the ceiling was high, the clientele was a mix of business folks, office workers, and bite messengers. That's one hint of a good shop. If you find bite messengers lingering outside a coffee shop, that's the one to try. The Tour de Saint in New Orleans was another outstanding shop. The owner, Jill Marshall, was so very friendly and talented. We were so surprised and delighted to find that she had lived for many years, just a few blocks away from us, in Bellingham, Washington. Small world. The coffee and the food brought in a steady stream of locals, who all seemed so very pleased to be there. Her shop was in the neighborhood of Algiers Point, just a few blocks from where we were staying. We sometimes visited twice a day. Part of the country still shy of providing good shops, but not many. We did manage to find one each day, no matter the location. Sometimes we had to drive a bit out of our way. One time it was 45 miles one way. It was a good coffee shop in Silver City, New Mexico. We loved it and decided to stay the night. Another shop that stays in my mind was one called Coffee Cat, that's spelled with a K, in Easton, Maryland. The sunlight coming in the windows, the yellow and green colors, the delicious coffee, combined to make it a memorable stop. The owner liked my enthusiasm for the shop so much that on our second stop in one day, she gave me a coffee mug that they sold for $10. We have found some great coffee shops out in small towns in the Midwest and the rural West. It's amazing. Things have come a long way in the last 30 years. We always look for places that are locally owned and patronized. It never fails to add just a little bit of delight to each day we are on the road but let's just talk of good coffee. We find the very best right where we live, the Pacific Northwest. I'm writing this in a shop that we consider having the very best coffee, Cuckoo Coffee. Michael, the owner, just showed me his new $2,000 Italian coffee grinder. It makes a real difference in the taste, he says. They use terrelli coffee. It comes from a local roaster here in vancouver bc michael claims that the relationship between the owner and the roaster is very important to serving the customer just exactly what they want cuckoos has a la marzocco espresso machine it is all handmade and comes from florence italy michael had it painted ferrari yellow because he always dreamed of having a ferrari He and his help take great pains to serve a perfectly prepared cup. Each cup of coffee is artistically created. They move ever so carefully in the preparation and the serving. There are five coffee shops within 50 yards of where I sit. You can't get a bad cup of coffee in this part of town. This is the heart of the coffee culture in Vancouver. When we're in Bellingham, we patronize Tony's Coffee Shop in the Fairhaven neighborhood. It has been there since before we moved to town, which was 30-some years past. It has a corner location and is in an old building that dates back more than a hundred years. The floor is old fur and the chairs and table are old and rickety. The owner also runs the adjoining restaurant. The baristas are friendly and competent. We like this shop for the coffee and the likelihood of running into friends and acquaintances with whom we can chat. The building boasts a wood stove and has windows that look out onto the main intersection and afford a good view of the goings and comings in this old historic neighborhood. A person could do something else with an hour of their life each day that may be more productive but I'm not sure they could do anything that would be more enjoyable. For our money, it's a great way to ensure some sense of civility and a little pick-me-up in the late afternoon. Retirement should include some time for indulgence. Bertrand Russell, the great British mathematician and philosopher once said, the time you enjoy wasting is not wasted time. This is Retirement Talk. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, contact Dell at retirementtalk.org.